In this episode of Artsy Engineering Radio, I get to know my new tech lead, Anson Wang. Anson shares what he's been learning as a newer tech lead. We explore what it'll be like to work together, and then we talk about manatees. Hope you like the show. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Artsy Engineering Radio. I'm Steve Hicks, your host today, and I'm here with Anson. Anson, do you want to kick us off with a fun fact? Oh, man. I'm just kidding. You don't have to. We'll talk more <laughs> about that later, but I just wanted to put you on the spot really quick. Anson, oh. can you please introduce yourself? That'd be maybe a little bit easier. Hi, uh, my name is Anson. I am an engineer at Artsy, and I'm also a tech lead of the Partner Experience team. So we handle a lot of the partner side of Artsy's two-sided marketplace. Cool. And how long have you been a tech lead? Uh, man, a little over a year. It's uh, nice. Yeah. So a fairly a fairly new tech lead still, and still getting the hang of things uh, and how like trying to get a grasp of how to drive larger projects. Um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, we have shipping coming up. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about, we have shipping coming <laughs> up. We have, I don't know, I'm trying to drive feature flags, um, a bunch of stuff. So, uh, yeah, definitely still a newbie. Sure. For sure. You, um, do you find it easier? Are the smaller projects not as much difficulty to deal with? Do those feel like they're pretty manageable or, or is it really all projects that are, you're, you still feel like you're learning? Yeah, smaller projects are definitely easier. Just they're more concrete. And mm-hmm. uh, what's the word? There's known unknowns, kind of. You know, mm-hmm. th- you can plan around the known unknowns, whereas larger projects, the unknown unknowns are just always kind of looming. Right. It's, it's, uh, it keeps me up at night sometimes. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. But, uh, but there's a lot more uncertainty in the big ones. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially for this current project that we're working on, which is like automated shipping, we have, we're integrating with a vendor. So there's like all sorts of like black boxness, black boxness that's like <laughs> kind of abstracted away from us. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I imagine that there's a lot more kind of navigating, uh, bringing in different, stakeholders as you get onto a larger project like that. Lots of more, lots more people who have opinions about things and the way that things should be working or should not be working, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we, we welcome all feedback. But, <laughs> <laughs> but some of it just goes right in the trash. It's fine. It's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to take all of it. It's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I'm actually really curious about that. Do you feel like you've built up those skills of dealing with feedback? Mm. Um, I think it depends on like what type of feedback it is. Like, so in terms of, so when I became a tech lead a year ago, I, I was really new to this job and just the role. Uh, so (laughs) I really aggressively asked for feedback um 
maybe too much. <laughs> but it was just like, yeah, I wanted to make sure I was like communicating with my team members that that felt supported. Uh, all those things. I think when it comes from like stakeholders, it's more of like, I guess, a conversation and a discussion uh, as to like how <laughs> how big things should be scoped. Um, right. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? It's like, like if it's about like my, the way, you know, team ceremonies are run and how we can improve on them and these processes that affect like my immediate team, like, of course, the team should drive the team culture and processes, right? Um, but for like product, you know, projects, it feels a little like it's always that balance of, you know, <laughs> scope versus reality i guess right right because yeah. you can do pretty much anything we can we can build anything that you want us to build but we have to have a real conversation about how long it's going to take us or like what the impacts are going to be of those things that we build yeah yeah give give me like 10 years uh a thousand <laughs> engineers and i'll build you virtual artsy i'll like you'll <laughs> you won't be able to tell the difference between this and reality that's great uh yeah and that's all i need let's get started on that oh yeah yeah no problem <laughs> uh can you talk a little bit about as you're navigating all the the people involved in the stakeholders like are you looking to reach a point of uh maybe consensus or how, how do you how do you move forward with something when you've got all those different people involved yeah it's i mean i'm at the top of mind right now is just of course the meaning I was literally just in, which is just about shipping. And it's like, of course, everyone wants it to be like perfect. And everyone wants the same outcome. It's more like how we get there that is kind of up for debate. Uh, so it's easy to, since we're all aligned around the same objective and goal, like we know that none of it's coming from a bad place. Uh, it's just kind of being explicit about the trade-offs. And then for me personally, it would be like we lay out all the trade-offs and then basically escalate until someone makes a decision. Um, sure. Maybe two different um, teams at Artsy will want things in a different order, but as long if we escalate all the way to Mike, um, you know, he'll make a decision and make a call and we'll just go with it. Right. Mike is our CEO. Yes. Mike's our CEO. Um, yeah. So to me, it's, it's just, uh, right now there's too many unknowns. So, um, fleshing those out. Is that kind of how, you know, uh, do you use that as like a guiding, milestone or, or some just an indication that you're going the right direction or is there at some point do you feel like you've reached a level of uncertainty where we've got all the unknown unknowns or at least just unknowns mm. um, is that is that some sort of indication to you that like okay this project is ready to start or um, any anything else yeah I think that I think that's a good measure actually so like yeah, if we, if we know enough about what we want to ship as the first milestones, I think it's ready to work on. And then maybe we'll learn more out of 
that first milestone and then that'll be our next iteration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most teams at Artsy probably work this way. It's like we we try to hash out basically uh, everything that we can within the product requirements. We get those set. We set up technical requirements and then um, write a tech plan. And then we kind of write stories from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels, yeah. So as long as it's scoped correctly, I think that's the hardest part right now is aligning on scope because there's so many stakeholders. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm curious, another thing that um, people should know about you is that there we have a thing at Artsy called the platform practice. We have practices in general are these uh, kind of cross-cutting groups that meet regularly to discuss you know things that would uh, that would inf- or affect or influence the platform that we're building on or we have another practice for like front-end development another one for mobile development etc but you are uh, a leader of the platform practice and i'm curious if um one of the one of the activities that i know you do in the platform practice a lot is to review tech plans and to work with tech plans and these tech plans are kind of our they're like our design documents that tell us how we're going to approach a large problem i'm curious if there are any parallels that you're finding between navigating a tech plan and navigating a project as a tech lead ooh uh yeah i think they're very different actually like a tech plan is really yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say like navigating a tech plan, a tech plan usually, and maybe this leads back to scoping again, like mm-hmm. it's just so tightly, like typically a tech plan would have the type of feedback it wants. It's only tackling one, maybe one part of a larger project. Mm-hmm. Um like maybe the t- this tech plan only wants feedback around how to model, you know, um, how to model this uh, this data that we want to be, you know, uh, kind of uh, persisting or like, you know, how to make it more scalable and maintainable, like those types of things. Right. Um, for a project, the harder part for me becomes like navigating a project to me is more like, okay, we have all this work. What stuff is parallelizable? Uh, it, it's it's almost like a like those factory games where you're like, okay, you this worker goes work on this thing, and then you work on this, um, and like, how can we kind of reach our like milestone, you know, launch date that we set for ourselves? It's it's uh, I think it's actually to me at least a different skill set. Uh, sure, that I had to learn. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know if like that this reflects your experience. To me, I think the difficulty in both of them is navigating the feedback. That's where I think uh, the idea mm. of these things being a little bit parallel came from. I see. Uh, and that's probably because it's the area that I have the least experience with and the part that I struggle the most with. Um, you know, I asked earlier about reaching consensus and there have definitely been times where um, I thought that consensus was the goal in this kind of thing. And and over time have learned that not, it's not really about consensus. And especially when we talk about the idea of um, uh, disagreeing and then committing uh, right. of, of like saying, you know, I don't agree with how we're going to approach this, but 
it's decided that we're going to approach it this way. And so I commit to us doing it this way and we're going to make it work. Um, that's something that I definitely didn't have a lot of experience with before artsy and, and, and now still at artsy, like haven't developed a whole lot of that kind of, um, project navigation or tech plan navigation skill set. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. I totally see where you're coming from now. Um, yeah, I think, I think the biggest, the hardest part about tech plan feedback is when it becomes not about the, like the way the tech plan is like what it's trying to convey. It becomes like a product yeah. question or like something that really goes off the rails. So like recently we like, you know, developed like, okay, we're going to have like a template for tech plans. Okay. When we ask for feedback, what kind of feedback we're looking for, for a project. Yeah. Of course it's like, um, in the beginning, this is like, this is the, the gnarly parts that we just want to, um, work out first. So in that sense, it's, it's, I think it's harder because you're navigating feedback that is, um, from all sorts of stakeholders and it is about the product and it's about right. like what's best for our users, balancing that with our partners. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a whole bunch of, uh, not necessarily competing, you know, but they're all kind of tugging in slightly different directions. Every everyone's fully invested in it and maybe moving generally the same direction, but slightly in different directions. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think everyone wants the same thing, which is like we want to sell more art in an easier way to more people and it benefits mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. But people think of it and look at it from different lenses and prioritize their view first so yep. of course yeah it's gonna be spicy <laughs> so that's a great adjective to use there um <laughs> i do think as you describe this like it does definitely resonate with me what you were saying about scope i think that really does apply in both cases that you're talking about what is the thing what's what's the thing that's in scope for what we're trying to do whether mm -hmm. that's specifically you know, what part of this project is in scope for this tech plan or what is in scope for us to build as part of this project. So that's, I, that's really useful. I appreciate that. So Anson, um, we can, we can talk more about your experiences as a tech lead. And I'm really curious, um, how you feel it's been going in terms mm. of, uh, this as a, a learning experience for you and maybe like, are there any, uh, any guiding principles that you've been using as like, this is what I should be doing uh, to be effective or like, what does it even mean for you to be an effective tech lead, et cetera? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that too much to drop on you? No, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've done this role enough uh, to kind of abstract these like kind of key learnings. Yep. Um, but I will say that, and I, I don't even know if I'm an effective tech lead. It's, that's the problem <laughs> too. Um, I will ask for feedback, but uh, yeah, it's, hmm. I think what's kind of interesting is when you first start off as a tech lead, you, for, one, you don't know what kind of tech lead style you're going to be, and you don't know what really mm -hmm. works for you yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think it's just, you kind of just dive in and be like, I hope this works out. And then you get feedback and you're like, oh, I really like the way this one 
you know, discussion worked out. I'll try that again. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think I've developed a sort of like supportive role in terms of the team. I try to elevate the team um, mm -hmm. and I try to sponsor them. Uh, so like in terms of like, there's like, there's like three ways to kind of um, teach someone, right? There's like coaching, there's mentoring and there's sponsorship. So coaching mm -hmm. is like you lead this person to the answer and mentorship is you tell them the answer. And then sponsorship is like you let them take the lead and then you support them from behind kind of. Uh, right. And I've been told that I do a lot of sponsorship and the takeaway is that I probably don't do enough of the other two. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, to me, I'm trying to basically put my team in the spotlight and kind of take a backseat and support them. And the success of the team reflects on my success as a tech lead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that that is the one thing that I learned pretty early on, I think was like, it's, you're no longer this like, like, I felt like I was a fairly technical engineer. So like, I would be like, I want to lead like large projects, but now all the projects are led by other people on my team and I support mm -hmm. them with, you know, through the project management cycle. Uh, and so they can eventually become, you know, tech leads themselves or, right. you know, uh, learn how to manage a project. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, one thing that I don't think that I've shared uh, is that I was a tech lead also at RC for a short time on a different team. Um, and one of the things that I learned pretty quickly while I was doing that was while I may have had it in my mind, what my style of tech leadership should be based on what I felt I needed from a tech lead, that wasn't necessarily the style of tech lead that my team wanted. So I'm mm. kind of curious how much of how I'm curious how much of your current state as is more of a sponsor type tech lead do you feel is, you know, like obviously you have some agency in the decision to do that kind of stuff, <laughs> but how much of it is shaped by the the team that you're on and the people that you're working with? That is a really good point. And probably a lot, actually. I think mm -hmm. the team that I currently have, there's like some go-getters, you know, there's just they're <laughs> raring to go. Uh so yeah, I think it works out and I like sponsorship. So like, I like yeah. being the supportive um, role there. Uh, so yeah, it kind of worked out, I guess. And we got kind of lucky with that. Um, yeah. I wonder if like it was more, if it was more of like a mentoring type of relationship that I needed with some of my teammates, um, how, how I would deal with that. Like it's mm -hmm. cause it's, I, I feel like it's m might be just a different feel. Like the time commitment will, might be the same, but it'll just be a different feel of like, you know, um, kind of like, I, I don't like telling people the answers, which is kind of maybe, maybe <laughs> bad, but like, I, I would rather, I like learning through discovery. So yeah. therefore I project myself to other people and they're like, you must love learning through discovery too. Uh, 
which might not be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably a thing that we all struggle with a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. Cause I, I definitely think that it's the same for me that because of the way that I want things to go, I want other people to do the, the things that I or do things the way that I do them also. Yeah. One of the things that you kind of alluded to earlier is like, there is as a tech lead, there's like um, the feedback loop is bigger and it's harder to adjust. So mm. even even if you're in the situation where like, you know, you you try something and you feel like this mentorship thing or the sponsorship thing works really well, it's way different. It's a way different feeling and a way different experience than coding and like changing a line and then the test passing. And that's like, you know, your three second feedback loop or whatever it is. Instead, it's like, okay, we had this project that took us two months to deliver and I thought that I did these things well and and now I can go back and adjust accordingly. That's the thing that I definitely had a little bit of struggle uh, adapting to. I'm curious how that kind of change has gone for you. Yeah, definitely. That <laughs> Man, waiting for months and months to see if something succeeds is just, you know, it's why I hate baking. It's the, it's the same <laughs> thing. You're like... You put it in the oven and you're just like, maybe this will work. And yep. you hope. Um, I think I also had a hard time adjusting to the feedback loop for sure. Uh, and sometimes the feedback came really quickly, like this is not working, <laughs> in which case it's good. But it's also like, oh, wow, it's, we're like, you know, a month into the project and uh, it's already been blown up. Um I think you can still shorten the feedback loop by asking for feedback from your team. Mm -hmm. But in terms of how well you're leading a project, it's just, uh, you know, it's just. You just got to wait until it's finished baking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have, you know, soggy bottom or whatever. And then <laughs> uh, Paul Hollywood will come over and be like, I don't know. I don't know what he says. I don't, I don't actually know who that is. Oh, so. uh, great British bake off for <laughs> okay. the GBBO fans out there. <laughs> I'm sure they're there. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. The feedback. Yeah. We, we just try to learn as much as possible uh, yeah. from, from postmortems. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's one more real like topic I want to talk about here. And that is um, another thing about this conversation is that in a very short time, you're going to become my tech lead. I'm moving over to your team. So I'm just kind of curious, like, what should I expect? And what are what do you expect of me? And what are maybe like the roles and responsibilities that you think are important for me to bring to the team and roles and responsibilities that you think you think you have pretty well covered or other people on the team have covered or like, you know, what should I expect? First off, welcome to hell because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I joke. Yeah. 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 You want a challenge? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I honestly, um, and maybe this is my naive naivete of being a first time tech lead. Like I don't really have expectations, um, for you. Sure. Uh, I, my, when my goal for when someone first joins a team, our team would be to kind of <laughs> suss out, um, my goal would be to suss out basically what your interests are, what you want to do, and then kind mm -hmm. of figure out how best you would fit in certain projects. Um, 
yeah, and that might be like maybe you do want to be like a, more of a supporting role, like like maybe what I do. Maybe you want to lead projects. That's also great. Um, it really depends. I think I, I almost think of it as like not necessarily Tetris pieces, but it's like you, it'd be nice to have someone slotted in a place where they're doing work that fulfills them. So, right. Uh, that would be my main concern is that we have enough work that's lined up for you that you're interested in. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, for example, like we have a backend engineer who's super talented, uh, Jackie. And sh- for a long time last year, we didn't have a lot of backend work. <laughs> and she, mm-hmm. like, I feel really bad that you don't have any, but then we dumped shipping on her. So now she's, she has a ton <laughs> of backend work. She's, she got what she asked for. <laughs> Right. Um, and she's super happy about it. Yeah, yeah. She's she yeah, she loves it. I I I hear. She better or else. <laughs> I mean, this gives me a really uh good idea of what to to face on this team, which is <laughs> slightly terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm just I'm gonna answer your question because I I kind of like the idea of this conversation being a like we're actually having a conversation about the team yeah, that yeah, yeah. we're about to be on together. But um, I do, I think of myself as like occupying this weird space where I really do enjoy doing a lot of the glue type of work and that supportive stuff. And I especially love doing mentorship stuff, mm. um, pairing and getting people unstuck and all those kinds of things. But like, um, I didn't, I don't think I succeeded very for very long as a tech lead because um well, par- partially because I felt like I, once I was doing the tech lead stuff, I didn't feel like I had as much time to focus on those other like glue pieces yeah. as I wanted. Um, but also, like I think there's a part of me that just is happy to to do that work without uh, without like the tech lead title or whatever. That's there's no real tech lead title. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know to do that work without being in that position is a thing that's kind of, you know, exciting to me and uh, makes me feel like I'm, I'm filling in the gaps, like I'm the spackle on the team or something. Um, So that's, that's where I'm coming from. Maybe I do want to do a little bit. I I think I should do a little bit more project leadership. I think it's a thing that um, I is definitely uh, lacking in terms of my resume over the past. I don't know five ish years. I feel like I've kind of floated into this like weird, uh, glue person (laughs) spot. Um, so that's, that's probably a thing that I should be doing more of. Yeah. I mean, that sounds great. Uh, and, uh, so just continuing in this vein. So like, uh, in terms of like glue stuff, are you thinking like, uh, like what's, 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 What's gluey? What's gluey to you? What's gluey? Yeah. Gluey to me is, um, it's not necessarily, it's, it's the more supportive stuff. It's being there when like you see that there's a gap on a project or Mm. there's a gap on a specific thing on the team. Um, or it's, um, you know, it's just seeing that someone's stuck on something and like dropping my stuff to go help them out to, try to move them forward I see. Uh, or like updating docs or whatever, all this kind of stuff that it's got to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, or it's just going to get dropped. Uh, and there's no real like assignment of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So like not 
like less mission critical stuff. Although if you were leading a project, of course you'd be doing that stuff as well, but like mm -hmm. more like, um, I totally get what you mean. Supportive, uh, in many ways, what you just described is, yeah. And I see where you're getting at now is tech lead stuff. It's like mm -hmm. tech lead stuff without tech lead title. Um, so that's great for me, which means I could take more vacation. <laughs> you could just do that. That's honestly like that is the thing that makes me really happy is if everyone on the team is taking vacation. So yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm, so, I'm very excited for you to join then. <laughs> Not that I'm ever. Yeah. I don't really feel like I'm. Hopefully, I'm not uh, critical to the day-to-day -day, uh, of yeah. the team. So you want to make yourself obsolete as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that gives me a super good idea of, like, what kind of work, which is, like, you know, there's a ton. <laughs> there's a ton. <laughs> there's so much stuff that is in Vault. Uh, the repository for that powers our yep. um, partner CMS um, that really just needs cleaning up and just needs, yeah, uh, man. Yeah. We, it just needs to be like wrenched into uh, 2021. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Great. Cool. Anson, thanks for hanging out with me. Great. It's so much fun. Before we are done, did you think of any fun facts? So, so, okay. So for the listener, the reason why he brings up fun, <laughs> Steve is bringing up fun facts, um, is because typically during demo days, I would come up with a fun fact and pre COVID times, I would just have a list of fun facts to kind of spew out while people are kind of making their way up to the stage. Uh, to present their stuff. And now it's a little less needed, but you know, we kept the tradition alive. It's very needed. It's still needed. I think Orda actually started this, so I'm going to give mm -hmm. credit to him. Okay, so uh, I do have a fun fact. I have a list of Let's fun facts, it. actually, but I'm just choosing one. <laughs> uh, did you know that manatees, their eyes... Uh, they operate like sphincters. <laughs> yeah, try to unsee that. Yeah. No. Manatees can't unsee it. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to probably just research a whole bunch about that. Yeah. That's the rest of my day. <laughs> They're great. They're great <laughs> animals. Yeah. All right, cool. Anson, thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah. Thanks so much, Steve. listening you can follow us on twitter at artsy open source keep up with the artsy engineering blog at artsy.github.io thank you eve essex for our theme music you can find her on all major streaming platforms until next time this is artsy engineering radio Manatees can't see it. <laughs>